what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 859 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live on a beautiful Monday here in Austin, Texas. We're joined by J.D. Raider. He's pointing at the TV, which says the name of the show, in case you're only watching the video without audio. Good job, J.D. I got J.D. I got Ben Askren here, and we've got another weekend full of wrestling to discuss. And it's so funny, the... I was talking, Bray and I were actually chatting before, or yesterday at church. He's like, this is what makes the D1 season so fun, is like, the the weekly narrative and changes. It's like, Jesse Mendez, amazing performance. Iowa State, unbelievable. And it's like, mm-hmm. this season is just, the sport is, it's it's a very fickle friend. And things will, things change. And Fickle friend. The undulations, Fickling. as I like to say, are... Always coming. You no, know, kinds of and, big words this morning. You woke up, you read the dictionary, drank your coffee, and you read, read a rumble. I read it. I made it to the Fs, which is, that's a considerable amount. Okay. So there's so many different, you know, freshmen to discuss. There's so many great matches to go. But I, I before we get into maybe the details, just high level, Ben, what were your thoughts on, on the weekend of wrestling? Uh, I watched a ton. I watched Ohio State Virginia Tech Friday night. And then I watched Saturday. I was watching uh, some of the Journeyman event. Um, I was watching the Tiger Style Invite. I was watching uh, what else did I watch? Something else. Um, Every time well, yeah, someone well, says Tiger, <laughs> JD growls. Not just on the show, he growls. He does a tiger, tiger growl every time. So every meeting <laughs> in the meetings, we're in the meetings, and it's like the first time. It's like he does it, but he just does it every single time. It's like a oh Pavlov. Now I don't even think about yeah, it. Yeah, he just, he just wow. does a tiger voice. Um, I like it though. I like it. Um, yeah. Anyway, so I watched a lot, of, a lot of wrestling, a lot of things to uh, talk about. I was trying to. I think I, I think I followed everything. I'd be surprised if you guys got a result. Actually, on Saturday, I took my daughter up to um, girls' class at Max's Academy. I dropped Ozzy off to battle with Luca at their house. Oh and So man. I just got to sit there un unbothered and watch wrestling for an hour and a half, and you know maybe talk to one of the other parents, and it was great because that, that was uh, Oklahoma State and. Uh, Lehigh was on at that time yeah. as well as the Tiger Style invite, and that was when uh, uh, Bonovich had that insane comeback on Manzona Bryant. That um, was crazy. Oh my god, so crazy! Manzona Bryant, dude, just sprawl or down block or something. I mean, that I, was a terrible I, I stall I'm, call at the I, end of you know what? I, but it kind of it kind of made up for maybe not calling one earlier. Right. But I'm ready. That's, I'm ready. I'm ready okay. to go to war right now. Eight eight eighteen. I'm choosing violence. Okay, let's go to battle. Uh, so be, this uh, this stall. Hold on. Let's let's let's. We got intro. We got to let people know what we're talking about because not yeah. everyone watched the match. Manzona Bryant throws throws him to his back and then tilt him. And he's up eight mm-hmm. zero. Um, at which point with with a whole bunch of ride time as well. At which point he proceeds to fall apart. Over the next four ish minutes, you could have called him for stalling many times. Yes, many times. <laughs> But then when the ref decides to call for stalling, it wasn't stalling. It was they didn't ridiculous. even go to bounds, did so, they? He circled in, They didn't right? go to bounds. Hold yeah. on. He was absolutely out of bounds. He was standing no, no. completely. Hold on. Hold on. He was Hold standing on. completely up, out of bounds. But they both got to be out of bounds to be out of bounds. It's a cylinder out there. He was, it's a he, was, he was physically out of bounds. He was not in bounds. Okay. But Correct. they weren't. Okay. Hold on. But they and, weren't. And he was just standing there out of bounds. He just stood there and stood there and stood there. He wasn't trying to circle back in. He knows if he stands there, he can't be taken down. That's stalling. 
If you're standing okay. out of bounds and not then, circling back but in. Yes, the problem, Christian, then is he that did then the ref, the ref and then waits until he starts circling and makes a really good move. And then the ref calls it. it was <laughs> Who's like, to say what the timing what was? <laughs> it's a good stall call. It's, it's just a no. good straight up. And you know what? You guys are so um, poisoned by the boundary rule that you forget about regular stalling. And no, no, I, didn't, I, said, I didn't see his gesture. On. We both said he should I, have been called for regular stalling no, just no, no. earlier. But, but the, times. in that moment, he was regular stalling. Eh, not really. If you back out of bounds and you just stand there but then on he the did. boundary. He circled in no, no, no. and then they he called him. He stood there for a, a period of <laughs> yeah, time. Yeah, so he should have called him then. But they did when that they called sure. it. Very no, that is not when they called it. Yes, he was standing there. It was a slightly delayed reaction. It was clearly stalling and it was a good call. And I, I was, it was, I was, it was ready. Uh, I was ready to be hurt again. I watched it. I was like, oh, I love bad stall calls. I can't wait for this. Then I watched it. I was like, what? And then I watched it. I was like, good call. He's stalling. Standing out of bounds. Just standing and standing and standing. No, he, we know okay, what you're listen, doing. He was stalling almost the entirety of the match. But it was just, it was a preposterous time to actually call the stalling. Um, I mean, I know, I know what the ref was thinking. The ref was thinking, I hope he finishes backing out of bounds. So this is so easy. It's an obvious. And so, so, right. so obvious. Uh-huh. I, there's no debate because at that point it would make it a, a two point match as opposed to a three point match. Yeah. Yeah. Like he was trying not to get involved like yes. too much and until it was obvious yes. he had to. And you, I thought it was going to be one of those situations, but Brian actually did a good job of down block circling in on the edge. Yes. Great call. For real. Good job by the ref. <laughs> um, we we got to start. Jason Hilliard. Oh, but with me. we also got to talk about the inside trip to send it into overtime. Oh, my God. Oh, that was nice. <laughs> well, that was so nice. That was like uh, picture perfect. You've hop been working out with Dayton Fitz. Hop, 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 hop. Yep. That's where uh, a lot of kids miss that inside trip. They don't get that power off their back foot. And Vodovich did an amazing job. I like I like Vodovich. I think he's really pretty tough. I've always loved his offense. Yeah, this is hard. He should smooth. be going to Iowa with his style. <laughs> All right, set it up. Real. Remember that? Uh, remember the comeback he had at who's number one? It, it was it was almost the same thing where it was like I think it's snap post high crotch or snap post double, I believe, and that was what he hit a bunch in this match too. Who did well, he beat? Who's number one? No, he he pinned Jesse Vasquez with a power half. No, the- year before that, or either was a year before or year after? No, it was year after that. Year after that. Um, I don't recall. He had a comeback. Oh, really? it was Jagger Condamitty, wasn't it? Oh, yes, it was. It was, it was Jagger Condamitty. And he came back two third period takedowns with, a, I think, the same thing, like snap post high crotch. Yeah, he's got a really nice high crotch. He's got his single legs really nice, too. Very smooth yeah. attacks to both and sides. It's interesting. The book on him in high school was he's really tough with legs on top. Yep. Like, can you get out from bottom? And now that yep. really doesn't seem to be too much part of his game, it's. I think he is. I think he saw in this match, he just didn't have time. Yeah, he had to play the takedown. Yeah, game. that's true. Who knows? He he could he could utilize that more. But it's uh, also nice hey. to see him just not relying. On yeah, that. yeah. Did you guys realize Oklahoma State drove to Bucknell the same day and wrestled? Mm-hmm. That's crazy. And that was crazy because someone told me I didn't believe him. It's so far away. It's not close. It's like not close. not completely opposite ends of the state, but Lehigh's way on the east and Bucknell's super central. We're looking um, at a two-hour drive. Yeah. I thought it'd be a little more than that, honestly. It's not so bad. I mean, it's not great. But Oklahoma State loves doing that. They love doing a duel they and do. driving someplace and dueling again. We've got the maps right yes. here. Look how Tyler Quick is with the maps. Wow, Tyler. What a beast. Nice Absolute work. beast. Um, all right, we gotta we got to talk about Virginia Tech, Ohio State, though, because that was the duel of duels. Are we coming back to Lehigh, uh, Oklahoma State, or no? 
Oh, no, let's stay there. We can it. stay there. I didn't know what other... I um, mean, Michael Beard looked good, I thought. Well, like Samuelson was a pretty good one. But then the G. Feller Humphreys was oh insane, gosh. too. That was what I, told, I was telling you about. Humphreys was kind of working him, and it was 4-0. And then G. Feller put him on his back, and I don't know. He, he might have been pinned. He might have been pinned. And, close. Uh, and then Humphreys gets off his back for the reversal and then rides him out for the win. If you would have had the referee that called the Peyton Rob at Scott match oh, at NCAA, that was over. <laughs> Triple pin. <laughs> Triple pin. 18 points. Yeah. I My thought uh, on that was after he catches him on his back, if he had stayed on the one side and just held it, mm. he could have just held him on his back the rest of the match. Mm-hmm. But he really he wanted the pin, so he's transitioned he, to the headlock. He came parallel. Yep. And then switched over to the head. And lost the head. Um, so yeah, I mean, he really could have. He should have won that match in a way. And oh, I know he had a minute thinking. to get out and couldn't. Yeah, yeah. Then he didn't get. But and then they benched him that night. They didn't wrestle him against Bucknell. I guess and, I didn't notice that. I didn't watch the Bucknell duel. I just so, looked at the results. I didn't watch either. Then the other thing, uh, you know, is is the match is is the lineup for Oklahoma State because obviously G's certified at forty nine, but he wrestled at fifty seven here. Voinovich looks pretty tough. I my personal opinion, I don't I'm sure Oklahoma State won't do this, but it seems like you could go with that lineup. Go with that's probably their best I dual so, lineup. Voinovich yeah. G and Sheets, because I think Sheets at sixty five, Sheets at fifty seven is not yeah. much of a difference. And for for Oklahoma State, this is another thing Bray and I were talking about. Uh at church. we actually do participate in church. This is the periods of time between ha! services. You guys are busted. We- I'm telling the pastor. <laughs> <laughs> this was in the halls. Um but for Oklahoma State, like this lineup could help them win a lot of dual meets. And if you have to throw yeah. out their 65 alternatives are just not like Wyatt Sheets and G and Victor Voiner. So if you go with those three, you're they're gonna be in so many dual meets and, and those holes like that can just be so gutting. Well, hey, is this a is this an audacious take that Vonovich might actually be the better 49 partner than G Feller? I it seems certainly questionable. Uh, it's definitely it's, up in the air. It's definitely up in the air. Vo- Voinovich is is pretty freaking good, and yeah, you know, a full year in the lineup for him. What, think about what that can, and that's another thing. It's almost an investment into Victor, who long term, you know, G, you know, is is gone after this year. Yeah, give yeah. give Victor a year in that lineup. Let G go at fifty seven. Mm-hmm. Let him go out fat and happy. And like at fifty seven, who knows how he how he'll do? Now I'm sure. But well, did you convince him under the pretense that hey, you can come back and be an All-American? And does he say, I have a better chance at that? John Smith could convince him to do anything. John John would just be like, <laughs> you're 57 now. And this, uh, yeah, no, no one's signing happens. up for, for Wake. You can beat Josh Humphreys. You're right there. You can beat these guys. You're pro- He's probably not in great shape. Who knows what kind of offseason he even had. He's definitely not. John Smith said as such. <laughs> yeah, so... He's gonna. He can get a little better as a year ago. So I. I think they should stick with this lineup personally. I. Um, I yeah. I agree. We'll see if they do, but um, I don't know what their alternatives will but be. But yeah, are you gonna try to? Are you really gonna try to bump Voinovich out of the lineup? That'd yeah, be so dumb. I think. Yeah. Agreed. I mean, the other thing is Carter Young, which he he yeah. lost to the Bucknell kid, who I I don't really know that guy. So. Um, not a great loss for him. Darren Miller. I've actually, I know a little bit about Let me look him up while you talk. Okay. Um, yeah, so, I mean, and I, I'm assuming Vonovich can't make 41. I, I love John Smith does oh, love yeah. making guys cut a lot of weight. 
It happens. So last year, Miller was 16 and 5. He beat Ryan Anderson, Connor McGonigal, who we just watched okay. against. Solid win. Uh, yeah, the solid guys. Trying to find some other. Lost 2 1 to Quinn Kinner. Yeah, he's, 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 he's a solid wrestler. Yeah, for, for Carter Young, you, you're expecting him to win that match. Yeah. So. Not sure what to expect from him this year. Maybe sim- similar to last year, a little bit of, of improvement, but maybe not a ton. Any other Oklahoma State Lehigh thoughts? I um, that would be it good, for me. Eight two for Oklahoma State against Lehigh. I would have I would have not predicted that. I just figured Lehigh would be, you know, get pick up a couple more wins along the yeah, way. Yeah, I mean, well, obviously twenty five was an overtime match. Yes. Um, that was a really close one. And then Manzona lost in overtime as well after being up 8-0. So, and hurts. then the plot Logan one was actually, I think Logan got the first takedown and was winning a decent section of the match. So, plot I mean, loves giving right up the there. first takedown, so, though. Mm-hmm. What What'd you say? Plot loves plot giving up the first team. takedown. Yeah. Okay. So, Whitlake right looked good at 84. Yeah, Whitlake looked like, he's not big, big, but adequately sized at 184. I can see why he's this not. This is a new good. era in Oklahoma State. And they got G at 57. Yeah. Lake up at 84. Thick boys. Yeah. <laughs> okay, maybe we will wind back to Friday evening, Ohio State, Virginia Tech. Let's do it. Because I think the upset of the year right now is Caleb Henson over Sammy Sasso in that match. That was just not on the radar. What did we have for picks for that? Four That's and a half? upset of the year. Um, of course, the year oh, is can we talk You said about I was this? giving an can awful lot of respect. These picks? We've got to talk about these picks. Oh, he got there. Didn't win a match. <laughs> he got. He actually okay. got one. He he Which switched. One? He switched Kaka, um, during during the show. So he got oh. one. He got one right for, in this duel. He got them all wrong. Oh my god! Um, I was dying laughing the I whole think time. Maybe people didn't understand the assignment super well because as a whole, the public went one and thirteen, with uh, Peyton <laughs> oh, Hall being what? the only one. Stop. Look at look. Go to the picks sheet, Ben. It's open. Like they did so bad, they got well, one right. But oh they God. also picked every favorite to cover. They did kind of the Keith Gothard. So you're thinking you think they didn't understand what the odds lines, the betting were, lines. The so odds yeah. were on were definitively on the pick'em contest. These they, they were they were, were on there. I went and looked. I always say my the the FRL viewership. The, these people read. They, they read <laughs> and. I'm so, I'm a little disappointed you didn't do better than this that. This is a sign though that I probably need to well, do some adjusting on the lines if dogs are winning. Yeah, you're a little little too charitable towards the favorites, I would say. Um, um but that, and that was one where it's uh, I mean, I, so I I don't know, I kind of disagree a little bit because like the Sasso one, like that was the right line. It was just half is right. an upset. And same Lewis. You actually said I'm I feel like maybe Lewis, giving too much respect. Maybe. I feel like Lewis is the right line right there. You know, we all got it wrong, but I think that's the right one. Like, and then the Ohio State winning. Like, I scoffed at that line. I scoffed it. I got it. I had it. Remember, uh, it was you. You were trying to bump were, it up to eight nine or yeah, because it was it was uh, eight two as far as favorites, and I thought it was going to go seven three, and so it where it eventually went was six four, and that was what made it. You know, if, they if beat Bryce the line. wrestles, they win this duel. That that's, that's yeah crazy to think about um, they, they, they win it yeah and certainly both teams probably think they left some out there it's it's a classic the loss that feels like a win and the win that feels like a loss for, although I don't know if Virginia Tech actually feels that way but public perception wise 
it's like, man, Virginia Tech I, yeah. outperformed here, obviously. Yeah, um, I think Virginia Tech's got to feel good, and I, I don't think that Ohio State can feel good about this one. Yeah, so I spoke with – well, why don't we talk – can we talk about the match? Talk about Henson? Yeah, let's Sasson, go. Was, and go. we got to preface this by saying that Virginia Tech won the toss and wanted to start at 149. That yes. is very notable. Smart move. Super notable. Smart guys in Blacksburg. It I worked. Tell you what, it, it, was, it was smart. Everyone knows, or if you don't know, no one's probably cutting more, has a tougher cut than Sammy Sasso on Ohio State. And they said, let's, let's throw this – let's throw our – Lunatic true freshman Adam right away and see what he can do. And then right away, if, if you had said, okay, you just gave me a little, a few data points about this match, but don't tell me what happens. It's like, all right, Caleb Pence is going to come out and he's just going to attack and attack and attack. I'd be like, okay, he's definitely going to lose this match. And he shoots in probably the first five seconds, gets in, stalemate, 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 really doesn't get in danger at any point, And he's just super well-prepared or was just ready for the the couple positions. And, Ben, you've been sort of critical of Sammy for only having a couple of different scrambles yeah. out of out of his counter. But, man, limited, yeah. it's still very, very effective. And you would figure against a true freshman he would be able to get it. And um, he wasn't able to really. Well, punish, I mean, even Sammy, his, but in overtime, he jams that knee to the head. And I think he just rushed it just a tiny bit because it was so close to cradling him in overtime mm-hmm. also. But the, so, the crazy um, thing is, that's where Sasso's good, and that's where, where Henson beat him. That's where he beat him. And yeah. Well, that's, but that's where Henson, Sasso has to be. I mean, that, you guys know he's there all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So no. first first hour weigh-in for Sammy, and at right at an hour he wrestled. He was winning, and then you you, you saw the wheels starting apart. to come off. He looked so tired. You could tell he was exhausted. So he, was, he was slow getting back to center, and you're like, okay, he can do it. And then the the final scramble in regulation, it looked he was in some trouble there, uh, Henson, and somehow was able to find his way because the head was going to the outside. And he'd find a way to get it inside and inside. Then he ends up coming out the back door after really you could have seen a stalemate at some point in that. And I I love that the wrestlers the, or the refs let it go. Hey, your slack's yes. showing there, Tyler. Um <laughs> And I love that the refs let it go. Slack show, and that sounds funny. Um, because oftentimes you'll see a stalemate, and they'll let them restart, but they let them keep going, and uh, Henson gets a takedown. And then another thing I thought was very savvy from Caleb is you think, okay, I got it to overtime. This guy's, you know, he's feeling it really bad. Let me go out and shoot. He really was. Calcu- he was calculated. He was calculated there, and showed a maturity that you wouldn't expect from a true freshman in that spot. Cause I was like, this is a classic. He's going to dive in on an errant shot and give up a go behind or a counter here. But he took his time with it and picked his spot and got, yep. got the score. Yeah. I mean that two minute overtime makes it feel like you have a lot of time to work with. So that's nice. But yeah, Caleb has a really warm out. Sasso uh, definitely got super tired. Um, and this is where I still say like, why is he at 40? If he's cutting that much weight, why is he at 49? No offense to Gallagher. Gallagher's just not that good. He did win this match, but he got taken out three times by uh, Ulri, and then mm-hmm. he got the one. He he put him on his back, and that was kind of you know a six point swing, which swung in his favor. But he got taken out three times in a row before that. Yeah, he did. Uh, he was kind of getting picked apart, and at that point, you are if you're a Ohio State fan, you are absolutely hitting the panic button. Sammy Sasso just lost, and Patty Gallagher is getting picked apart on his feet right now. Yes. 
um, it, by by Virginia Tech's backup, and that's alarming. But I mean, Gallagher in a lot of ways saved the day when he locked up that cradle, and that was a fast, explosive action, and that was ultimately yeah. the difference. He won by six points. Uh, so for for Sasso, it, it's interesting because talking with Coach He's Ryan, got the Virginia Tech curse. Well, he got pinned. Was that two years by ago? Brent Moore, but but also <laughs> here's uh, here's Wait, the isn't other his thing. brother going to Virginia Tech though. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> he is he is it's personal for him. He's a Buckeye. He was he's not happy that his his brother's going to Virginia Tech. He wanted him to go to Ohio State, and so this has been this match has been on his mind. And he is, Wait, is this one, serious or just joking? I can't tell. This is, these are real things. I'm trying to say real no, things. No, but sometimes so, you know, sometimes you tell jokes. So I thought maybe you're running an angle this on me. This is not here. a joke. I'm not running any this angles. Is serious. But this as we know, laughing. but as we know, Ben, running an angle on you is the easy way to beat you. So I'm told. You know, just get a get a go behind when you shoot. Just run the <laughs> angle. That's what I would do. Why didn't anyone try that my junior senior year of college? Someone should have tried that. It might have won. Yeah, I know. <laughs> They, uh, it's it's a, uh, one of the great mysteries of our sport. All right. But, hey, so let's talk about this, though. After after this match, after 57, so you started out with two fire matches, right? These ones fire. are good. Bro, it was seven matches in a row where there was only one takedown. It was inf- it was, it was not, not a great duel. Kind of boring. I was getting frustrated. Scenes. The end of Katka um, uh, Orndorff was took, actually insane. It took six minutes and 45 seconds for that match to happen. In, yes. Literally any action, but those fifteen seconds were electric. That was, that was fire. That was fire. It was, it made it almost mm-hmm. worth it. Um, Kaka was in there. He had some opportunities to to take it, but Orndorff Orndorf got it done ultimately. Plus, at that point, and, the duel was still up in the air. Very up in the air. Yeah, yeah. big time. So it was like, um, ooh, if Kaka can win this, there's a path to victory. Reggie, yeah. Andy Smith had to take the injury time off that first takedown, which made it 4-1. Otherwise, that's a 3-2 match also. Yes. Yep. Um, Andy Smith covered, obviously. Um, okay. So what, what I was saying was Sass. I was trying to make a point. Um, Sorry. Go ahead. The, the, Sass is personal. It's personal. He, it's personal, and he's a guy that he can tend to like. Like, he'll warm up for hours or be too too like charged up for too long before before a match. Like, he apparently did like – Super long warm up before his NCAA finals match uh, in 2021. It was like had nothing left by the time the match came. So mm. he's just a he loves it too much, cares cares a lot, and I think sometimes it can you know have a, a double sided effect for him. Um, so now the question for myself and Kozak: Does Caleb Henson go to number two in the rankings? No, that's too much. <laughs> That's too high. Too much. Uh, you gotta you gotta pull back Sammy and because yes. you pull back. You gotta Sammy. pull back all these veterans because Pinero's moving up, Gomez is moving down, Sasso's he, moving down. I mean, you could put him. It's interesting. Put him? Um, I mean, I wouldn't put him ahead of Gomez, who also has beaten Sammy Sasso, right? Um, now, probably not. I, I would I would probably move Sasso back behind Gomez. Maybe. Yeah, so I'm just literally looking yeah, at it right now. And Milner, 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 Parko, Murin go two, three, four, I think. I think that's man. probably the right move. Mir- this is the classic ranking where a guy like jumps five spots without like even wrestling. Um, 
or like wrestling mm-hmm. a match of note. Max Murin is Abbas law Abbas had eleven losses someone too. Who did he lose to? Who did? Uh Abbas definitely lost to someone yesterday. Yes, I don't he recall did. who it was though. Right yeah, I'm now. so surprised with him. Oh, Stanford was at, I think they were the App State Open or and App He lost to the Air Force Miami. kid, Martinez. Yeah, he got, Martin, yeah, yeah, he got, he got pinned pin and then he, he forfeited out after that. Yeah. Got pinned. Um So he he's got to move down a little bit, huh? For sure. So yeah, Henson I mean, what helps you with the ranking is that he also won the Southeast Open. He beat some <laughs> decent guys there. That, that, that was a decent file. The Hilgis lost too. Say it, Christian. I don't know. You don't what? You don't know who Sammy Hilgis lost to yesterday? Rather convincingly, mind I tell you. Tell me. Meyer Shapiro. Oh, Shapiro. Yeah. Meyer Shapiro. Yeah. He lost eight three to Meyer Shapiro in the finals of the Bear uh, the Bearcat Open. He's a bad boy. <laughs> this this is the best. Yeah. He's the best guy in high school right now. Um, yeah. I think I yeah. He's, he's an all American type of wrestler right now, if you ask me. I think he could place. Uh, yeah. He could definitely compete with these dudes. Um, man, that's insane. Okay. Mm-hmm. Then we haven't even got to 133, Mendez Latona, oh, where Latona looks to be, yet again, the biggest person at this weight class. He was, I don't know how it looked on, on the television. <laughs> he, there's just some of those people that look that big. And I He's mean, like that Matt big. Powell, my friend was. He's no, big. he's not. No, he's not. He is bigger than you, and you need to accept it. <laughs> no, like my friend Matt Pello is like, people said he looked big at 184, and he weighed in at like 178. No, like he's he big. Was... He's cutting weight. He's a big person. Okay, he... but he's not the biggest because he was just 125 last year. You I said know. biggest. He might be. No, I refuse to accept this. He was the biggest 25 ever. Maybe of all time. In, in the history of 25s? I've, I've done the, I've run the numbers. The quant division ran it for me. He was the biggest 125 ever. He's an Olympic champion at that. And now he's Oh, I had an idea for your quant division and you totally ignored me, Christian. When? Uh, I don't me. recall when I called you. Friday night, Saturday morning, something like that. Well, I could have been on a plane, Ben. I don't think I... Uh, I mean, planes, they can service still. My, my <laughs> idea for the quant division was... You ready for this? Yeah, because we were talking about you, you guys were getting mad at me for saying uh, levels of improvement uh, for kids. Okay, so you take your you take your recruiting classes. Mm-hmm. Okay, the the average finish of them. You take the team finish, but you minus any transfers. How do you feel about that? And then you do the total amount of points, and you see the differential between is it a plus, is it a minus? Because it's you know it's going to be overall neutral over all the teams, but. Uh, you're gonna have some teams that do better and some teams that do worse with the original recruits that they get. I don't know. I need to think about it. <laughs> okay. Be it could fun, be a, fun it little. could it could be a good idea. It could be a good idea. Yeah. Uh hey, I just looked up Parco lost a zap, but it was an injury default, so I don't know what was happening before that. Yeah, was, I don't either. I couldn't follow yesterday. Everyone agrees online that Latona is huge. Everyone knows it. Everyone in the chat. They just I think. I mean, so he may be big, but I think he's just one of those guys, like I said, like a Matt Pell, who looks looks bigger than he actually is. I, mean, low, okay. I think maybe low bone density or something. Low bone density. All right, should we be worried about osteoporosis? He's for been. Sam he's been it's because he's been working out with Cody Brewer. Cody Brewer was a big looking thirty three. Yes, he was. He was a big guy. Um, so what? 
you know, Latona was pretty offensive in this match. It fired off a lot of attacks. Um, Jesse didn't have a ton of opportunities to score. There were a few sort of reattack underhook um, situations that looked like yeah. he was close, but really Latona is, looked looked great. This is one of those where uh, I mean, I noticed it just watching it. So I got to say. And I, I wasn't even watching from a scouting perspective because sometimes I watch things from just like an entertainment perspective. Sometimes I'm like scouting, you know, and I wasn't even watching this from like thinking like, how do I beat this guy perspective? Mm -hmm. But one of the things I did notice was every down block go behind, Mendez runs left. And then when they get up, he tries like punching through him, you know? Yes. And so we were just talking about that before the show is with these freshmen. Once there starts to be a whole bunch of film on them, mm -hmm. um, they become more predictable um and it's easier for people to wrestle them so like mendez he needs to develop something else there because otherwise everyone's gonna be saying when you shoot and you miss turn this way and then lean forward as he tries to punch through you you know what i'm saying like yeah it's every single time he was trying to say it didn't it didn't work on latone at all but you just saw it happen over and over again and it to the point where it became very predictable yeah for for sure he'll he'll have adjustments to make i'm you know, the one theme from Coach Ryan, no level of concern for Jesse, no level of concern for Sammy. Um, they remain high. And it, it's just – it's funny just how this – the season goes. Jesse beats Bird last week. Latona loses to F&M. And then, boom, one week later, you have a, a pretty uh, – well, yes, I looked at Pat Phillips. Pat Phillips, uh, he had one loss at uh, uh, the Bearcat Open. That was to Ethan Fernandez. And I, I don't know much about Ethan Fernandez. I don't either. So, so either took third or second, one of the two. But I thought Latona looked really good in this match, um, and it was you know he had extra time to recover because I think he's big. Um, so that was good, good performance there by Latona. Uh, and then Tom Crook beats Nick Buzakis. These guys he didn't just beat him; he majored him. He beat him bad. Beat him down. He beat uh, him man. bad. There was one. This, that, it, it was when right. Buzakis tried to finish really big. Yeah. Like had him up in the air above his shoulder and tried to finish and couldn't, and like he tried he back get... arching out of that single it leg. Was a back like arching? position. It yeah, was definitely, he definitely tried like throwing it over. It was really yep. silly. And he and then he didn't get it. And at that moment, like you saw the break. In my opinion, like there was a change in like body language and emotion yes. after that. And that's when Crook felt it too, because that's when he started pouring it on. Yeah, yeah. and Crook that was. That was one where I'd say if if uh, if Buzakis didn't wrestle 133 at the Michigan State Open, I would say he had a terrible weight cut and gassed out hard. But I got no excuses for him because he wrestled 133 the week before. Yeah, the, the interesting thing is both these guys are from Tampa. They grew up wrestling together. Um, I think Coach Roby said he's, like, he's probably lost to Nick Buzakis like so many times in, it, in his career. And then Crook comes out, and really he and Henson have been some of the bigger stories for, for this season. And Man, he made Buzakis look like a 33-pounder for sure. Crook looked fantastic. He's he's obviously the real deal. How good he'll he'll ultimately finish remains to be seen. But um, it was an electric back and forth first period. It really was. It was a fun match because they both definitely were letting it fly. And Buzakis, even still, for all the you know, for he lost, but he is one of those guys with his power and and sort of his hips. Like he almost put Crook on his back. It, uh, I think it was in the second period, and Crook was able to roll out of it. It was like a reversal situation where Crook could – where yeah. probably a lot of times Buzakis puts guys away there, but Crook was able to recover easily and continue to, continue to look really Really made good. me look silly with my Monday morning headline. It did. Mm. It did. Um, but that's okay. Um, but, yeah, got to meet uh, – met 
Tom Crook's dad, Dave. Nice guy. Nice to meet you, Dave Crook. He's a listener of the show, so definitely appreciate that. Um, and, yeah, great duel. And they start, you know, Virginia Tech, not only do they make Ohio State's biggest weight cutter or wrestle first, but then the smallest guy wrestles last for Ohio State with Buzakis. So pretty interesting dual meet there. I'll, and as Ben mentioned, there was a kind of a lull there in action, but plenty to talk about. Any other thoughts on Ohio State versus uh, Virginia Tech? Uh, I got none. A few of those younger guys, Virginia Tech, look great. It'll be interesting to see if uh, they can continue that path. Um, yeah, I mean, despite the lull, uh, it started off fun and ended kind of fun. So I guess that sometimes that makes you uh, forget about it. <laughs> The middle portion. So. The recency and primacy. Ben, are yes, you all yes, worried about Sasso moving forward? Yeah, hell just yeah. A... I, Tom Ryan is over optimistic. I don't know if you recall this, um, uh, Christian, but you did an interview with him. Maybe NWCA clinic or mm-hmm. sometime this summer. Yeah. You know, and he's just so positive about all his guys, you know, and it's like you hear him talking and he's, uh, uh, almost a little bit of a salesman also, you know, and it's like, oh my God, everyone from Ohio State's going to win nationals this year, right? And then, you know, they come out and pretty much everyone is probably where I would have expected them. There's no one that's made like, oh my God, that's a huge jump. You know, like even like a Karchla loses in wrestle-offs and then only beats Connor Brady three to one, um, you know, like that's kind of what I would expect. Oh, I wouldn't I wouldn't even expect them to lose a wrestle-off. So they're kind of the same team that I thought they were going to be. Uh, it'd be interesting to see if Mendez, you know, like I said, I think he, to me, looks a little bit predictable. Um, be interesting to see if other people start picking up on that or if he's able to make those changes. Um, Sasso has got to get, I think it's his weight because, you know, he, he does like to wrestle. Maybe it is what you said about the emotional thing, Christian, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, that might be a thing, the the weight for him all year. You know who I'm most, I'm, I'm most concerned about is actually who? Carson. I, yeah, I just, he didn't look great. His offense, I'm not sure where it is, but you look at his redshirt year. I know it was a little while ago, but he was just scoring way more points. And I know there's some familiarity. Connor Brady is no slouch for sure. But Well, think about the exact same thing I just said, though, Christian, about, uh, you know, like Mendez and becoming predictable. Karchel, you know, even, even from the beginning of last year, as the year moved on, you know, he wants to go boom and then boom every single time. You know, one and two, and I think in the beginning, if you don't know him, um, it's it's like, oh, that's what he does. You know, he he was sixteen and zero his redshirt year. To your point, with fifty six percent bonus, he pinned Bernie um, Truax that year. Oh my goodness gracious! Yeah, so I, I think that's it. Though, is when you become more and more uh, familiar to other people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it does become easier to wrestle, and if you're not develop, if you, if you're not continuing to develop yourself. Um, that's where it can be really limiting. And he, even Sasso, to the point I made about Sasso, you know, really not having uh, a multitude of scrambles to go to and really, for, you know, trying to force the same one, kind of same point. Yeah, I mean, it, it's like for me with Carson, I, I know he had that weird, that he has that awesome dump to the shrug yep. thing he can hit, and he's hit it on really good guys. But he he hit, like, consistent high crotches. And, leg, like, I always loved his leg attacks more than anything. And I feel like yeah. he's gotten away from that more than I expected. Like, this is a guy that beat Makai Lewis in freestyle, you know, primarily off leg attacks of his own. Yeah. Uh, 
primarily I think even even a high crotch. So this is one of the tougher guys to take down in, in the country. Like he wasn't dumping Makai, I don't think. I'm like, that's true. I have to go back and rewatch that match. That was at the Club Cup you guys did, right? Yep. Yep. Um, um Yeah, I guess the other thing to say there, Christian, would be that uh um uh, maybe somehow his knee injury affected his mobility. Yeah, I, I don't know. Because yeah, I, now you're saying that I think you're right. Um, but yeah, we haven't seen that really in the last say two seasons. Yeah, I'm so I'm I am I'm kinda like Coach Ryan, not not concerned about Sammy at all. Um I think he's gonna be just fine. Um yeah. Romero looked good. Anyway, so that's that duel. We probably have more to get to. Yeah, just a nice high crotch he takes down Makai with. Um cracks him down. Anyway, we got a lot more to get to. Long Let's way to go, to a short time to get there. Let's talk um wanna get Penn State had their season debut against Lockhaven. Pretty much saw their entire starting lineup. Um, well, not yep. pretty much. That's going to be their their starting lineup this year. And we had, uh, I think, a couple of things. One, G- Gary Steen's not probably going to be a – they're going to feel that Robbie Howard loss all year, I feel. Yep. Um, but apart from that, I thought they looked good. I thought Shane Van Ness was pretty impressive in his, you know, very offensive, a lot of scores. Facundo, same thing. Those freshmen, about as good a debut as you can. There's always the caveat of, okay, they these are not it's not the best competition at this point, but you did what you should probably do against those opponents. Yeah. Um, Bo Bartlett, he got the major 10-0, only one takedown and and not uh not a ton of attempts. I thought we might have seen a more um, offensive start to that match, but still a 10-0 win for for Bo Bartlett, and then. You know, seventy four through heavyweight is just that's a just a lethal, lethal combination there for for Penn State. Lethal combinations. Um, it was cool seeing Roman wrestle. It, I was surprised. A little bit of speculation how much, and then boom, season first match of the year, he's already wrestling and looks looks fine. And not not that I expected him to not look great, um, but you know if if he's like kind of half in half out, but it sounds like he's training full time and very much part of the team. So probably I don't know, helps her. Uh, a good reason we're probably seeing him a lot is who else are they going to throw out there at 33? Like they don't have a, uh, didn't they have a few like guys? Chunk, uh, maybe which open did they have this weekend? There were some guys somewhere. Bing- Binghamton Bearcat. I think that was it. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard having all these. Trying to have all these. I'm trying to have all these brackets up here at the same time right now. It's I'm, I'm really struggling. It's not easy, sir. Um, I was also looking at. Uh, hate to your point, Bo Bartlett, um, ten over uh, Winsbigler, and I looked him up, and he he was not great last year, but uh, he did only lose to Ryan Jack four to one on uh, on the day after that. At um, I don't know if they had dual. I think I think maybe it was at the journeyman event. I'm not certain. Who are you talking about? Like. Uh, the guy that Bo Bartlett beat ten zero. Oh, okay, gotcha. A relatively close match with uh, Ryan, Ryan Jack. Jack. Gotcha. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There you go. Um, but yeah, all in all, a, a good start to the season for for Penn State, as expected. I'm curious what what Greg Kerfleet's gonna be this year. I think he's an interesting guy that could sort of see someone that could come out and really push for a title this year. I wonder. Yes, oh, for sure. Mason Paris had 
He had a closer match than I expected with. I'm blanking on who it was right now because he pinned uh, he pinned Brandon Whitman on Sunday, and then oh, it was the Campbell kid, but he only beat him eight five. So he does have four pins this year and two majors, but he only beat. Uh, I don't even. I think this guy wrestled at Worlds. I don't know what country he's from. Tay Gadiali. Is that how you say his name? Nailed it. I don't know him. He's been their guy for I'm, a couple of years. I'm almost certain he wrestled at Worlds. So I'm gonna look him up now. Where's John? Where's John Kozak when you need him? John Kozak, where you at? Um. Okay. So Penn State, good start. Saw their lineup for Iowa. Did not see much of their starting lineup. Probably sixty to six. Probably around sixty percent of who will ultimately be their start. No Spencer. No real. Um, no Nelson Brands or Swafford at 74. Um, and then I don't know who their 57 is really going to be this year. They don't know yet. They don't know. Uh, Brand said in the post-tool presser, Ratchie's going to get a match this weekend. They mm-hmm. have, cause they have a bunch, uh, in New York. They go to Army on Thursday night, I think it is. And then they have the armbar event. Um, we're looking at a couple more. So he said Ratchie's going to get at least one and then they'll, Assess again after that. You can see a lot of Iowa this week on Flow. We've got their duel against Army, and then the um, Armbar at the Armory. Armory. Armbar at the there. Armory. Let's go. So you be able to watch hey, uh, the Hawks there. I was I was way off Christian Getty Holly is uh, he's from Indiana. He's not international, uh, but he did beat uh, Hunter Kaka and Deontay Wilson last year. So he's kind of tough. Deontay Wilson. That's that heavyweight from NC State. He's the one I couldn't remember. Yeah. He's, oh, he's okay. pretty good. Um, yeah, him and Treffin like, have gone like back and forth. Treffin, and then they have also have Chase Horn. They have a, a cornucopia of heavyweight talent in, in Raleigh, North Carolina. <laughs> to get into Thanksgiving. Uh, Speaking of heavyweights, White Hendrickson is back to his old ways. What's he doing? Oh, baby, he won the App State Open it. with three pins. Three pins. One of them was a forfeit, though. Four, well, three oh, pins and a, and a forfeit. Yeah. Oh. That's six bonus but point or four bonus point wins right there. He's a beast. He's a beast. Oh, this yeah. this is perfect number one twenty two, number ninety eight, and number sixty nine. This is where this is what he does. Those are the guys he pins. He gonna pin better guys than that. Just watch. <laughs> um. Okay. Um, let's see. Veterans Weekend. Got? He did it for the vets. He did. What a beast. Let's go. Hey, let's go. Tiger style invite, baby. How about it? See, he did it again. He's just going <laughs> to do it every time. It is the Pavlovian response with him. Tiger style, uh, baby. You have in the dock Jackson Smith over Braun Eglin and lost to Truex. I don't know if that's that. Uh, that's probably the most surprising. Unfortunately, Mako lost. Uh, what did I say? Your uh, boy Ed, to Ruth. Ed, Ed Ruth, too. Ed Ruth, too. I looked him up on <laughs> WrestleStat, though. First of all, he's been in college for quite a while without ever like starting on a lineup. And number two, he's pretty damn tough when you look at his WrestleStat. Yeah, he's good. I, I, yes, that was one of the best performances I've seen him have. He's always been great with the underhooks, but he looked really powerful. I, I really, I came away with that not concerned about Mako more so than I was like, man, Ed may be more of a contender than we're realize or giving him credit for. I thought he, he really impressed me that tournament. Um, I don't know, he must have been like redshirting in the transfer, but he had a few NCAA qualifier wins the year before that. And then the year before that, you know, he beats he beat Jake Logan, uh, who we we're talking about wrestling, mm-hmm. wrestled uh, plot tough. 
He had a loss against Foca, 10-7, who, you know, he's tough. Um, so I guess maybe he was like a red shirt that year and a few other losses, but he, he's pretty scrappy. Yeah, he is. He's definitely scrappy, someone to keep an eye on. And we talk, we've we been mentioning like 174. It's, you got the two big dogs, then you got Labriola. Then it's like, man, four through eight, who's it going to be? And yeah. I don't know. That's certainly a weight you want to be with a talent like Edmund Ruth. We'll see what he can do. Yeah. Um, other notable results from there, um, Mahler beats Demas in a very boring match. Um, very boring. Right, just, escaping right out. Just Neither brutal. one wanted to shoot. Just brutal. Um, they were in one sequence where it was really funny because uh, did you see? Did you watch the whole match? Yes. Unfortunately, um, can't, can't get that. Where Mahler picked him up in the fireman's carry, and then Demas hooked the leg, the free, the other leg, the free leg, hooked through his legs. Did you see this? Yeah, that was weird. And then he just sat there. I I thought very easily he could have cartwheeled and then caught him on his back or something. But I I don't know. I thought he should have sent it. Yeah, uh, in hindsight, for sure. Yeah. Um, Jackson Smith, I think is is going to be for sure. I mean, one ninety seven is already so good and deep, and I think he is absolutely one of those guys. Um, he was up three uh, two against Truax in the third. Um, and then yeah. Bernie no. got it going. He Bernie was just missing on his leg attacks earlier in the match. And then he was finally like getting some connections. He was like right there, right there, right there. And then he gets two uh, to to take that match as he was favored to do. But Jackson Smith, he pins Bronigal. He's looked really good. Obviously, we saw what he did Terpies. at UWW. Mm-hmm. Terps had a good showing. Miller, uh, Cal Miller won. Uh, not not the deepest bracket at forty one, but uh-huh. still. Yeah, I guess uh, what's his name was sick. Um, Hart, I guess Hart was really sick all weekend. That's why he didn't wrestle. Gotcha. Of um, note, Demas did Seltzer, cover the two and a half point line. Yes. <laughs> Seltzer wrestled uh, Bird really tough, so maybe you know maybe that's more Bird. Um, you know, he he kind of hammered Con Brown in the final, but uh, yeah, Seltzer wrestled him three to one, and I, I want to say it was a third period takedown um, for the freshman. Mm-hmm. Or against the freshman. Yeah, that'll be interesting. Um, what? Yeah, the the line was two and a half for Mahler that you mentioned. Uh, we may as well talk about the uh, pick'em results. Um, ben yeah. won. Ben won the week by one, uh, making us tied at twelve and seven currently. I told the, you we're restarting with the, the public. Pub- public is terrible. Um, no, the terrible. Public, um, I know you can do better. I know some of you are out there that can do better. You know what we should do? We should let one fan a, a week do it. And if you Keith perform well, forever. Yeah, if you perform well, you get to stay in. Or like you have to like beat one of us or tie one of us. And then you can stay in and you can run it and be the guy for that many weeks as long as you can last. But Keith, Keith Gothard at 3 and 11, um, unless you're paying an homage to the band, you, you just got to be out. This is just terrible. Uh, you didn't even think. You didn't even think. You just said, "Give me all the favorites." You didn't even give it its due. It's interesting. If he would have done the exact opposite, he would have been sitting okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> give me all the underdogs. Yeah, you weren't even lazy won. in the right direction, Keith. But shout out to, uh, to Apollo Gothard. Got his first win at the Tiger Style Invite. Uh, for all we pick on Keith, we do love him deep. Uh, so eighty-eight percent of people picked Sasso to cover. Wow. Oh, wait, hey, that? did that P.J. Duke match happen? What happened? Someone said, let's talk Duke about the won. P.J. Duke All-Star match. 
I don't know what happened. Tell me what happened. I didn't watch it. I just saw the result, but he beat uh, Lockett. Wow, that's a big win. PJ's he's, he's a savage. He's freaking good. Where's he gonna go? Announce it right now, JD. Do you know? Didn't what uh, Penn State? Yeah, probably. I was thinking maybe I'm mixing him up with someone else. Did he commit? No. 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 Yeah. That would be big news. That would be. I don't know who I'm thinking of. That. What other Tiger style invitational stuff should we be discussing? Uh, Kigo Tool got a couple pins and a tech fall. Um, and let's see, Mako eighty four was all Tigers, so it was uh, Hawks uh, is back in the Hawks. driver's seat. Yeah, Hawks first, um, Harmon second, and then Clayton took third. He beat Dylan Connell twice. Um, Ooh, I know. Antonio what? Lorenzo's good. Oh yeah, he's pretty tough. That was that unfortunate. Was, that, he, man, his leg attacks are. He's just he's just pretty smooth. I don't know if he can. I don't know if he can place, but he's gonna be in a lot of matches with his neutral offense. Certain, I feel like yeah. is often in these sort of strange matches kind of where apart, he yeah. does good and then he gets picked apart. Like him and Drake Ayala, just yeah, it's crazy. Oh, he actually lost a certain two one NCAAs last year. I didn't realize that. Uh, yeah, Lorenzo did. And then, yeah, very different match from their NCAA match um, a year ago. Mm-hmm. Um, man, oh, we haven't, we've gone this far, and we haven't talked about Brian Soldano for Rutgers. This true freshman, oh, yeah. he is the craziest guy it, stylistically in NCAA wrestling. I'll say it. I don't know anyone that wrestles more unorthodox, yes. more uh, maybe even fearless. He tech-followed... An- Anthony Montalvo, formerly of Oklahoma State, now Arizona State. And this turn he uses, Ben, you can describe it probably yeah. better than me, but it's not normal. It's a little bit like the snapper. Remember I was going to say, James Fleming snapper. I was going to say, it's it's uh, snapper, snapper Jason. He always went over the top, and, and Saldano Rolled. goes to the side. And that was why I was I was nervous that he's going to call for um, – He's going to call for stalling because the stupid side headlock rule is completely misapplied. No one actually does a side headlock anymore. They should probably just take that off the rule book, uh, at least for a couple of years till it makes a comeback. Um, yeah, he locks her on the head and the arm, and he, he has a great feel for like pulling them over with one leg. Um, and then he somehow manages to keep them on their back. It's Yeah, it's sketchy, but it works. It is sketchy. We, we were talking before the show. He is absolutely gonna lose to somebody who is just not good that for some reason this stuff just doesn't work against yeah yeah it's it's gonna be one of those things he's gonna beat a lot of guys uh for sure and then he's gonna have a match where you'll be like what the heck was that it's like well this is these things will happen when you wrestle die by the sword his style is so insane like he tries this thing where like he's basically on his back he's kind of sitting up into the guy he's got the over under it's like a like a weird elevator, but he tries it all the time. And yeah. but he's got he's got freaky hips. His hips are crazy. Yeah. Um, great feel for it. He's got a, a interesting feel for the sport. I can't wait to watch him every match. I don't know. I have no idea what he's gonna do. He's certainly a NCAA qualifier type of guy. What if he pins uh, Aaron Brooks? <laughs> we were talking about him. <laughs> I, I I jokingly said watch it. it was like it was like watch out Aaron Brooks and then um JD made the astute point. Well, JD can make his own points. I won't make it for him. It's going to be very, very hard to out-fundamental Aaron Brooks. 
Does yeah. Soldano's style give him a better shot at beating Aaron Brooks than say, oh, you know, yeah. a guy ranked, you know, tenth that wrestles him right. straight forward? Like a Abasad is probably better than um, Brian Soldano. Maybe, maybe not. Ooh, I'm not. I'm not ready to make know. that. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, yeah, I don't know. Let's see what Soldano. He does. may. He may not be. But just pretend. But like a Caleb Romero, a Marcus Coleman. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Caleb Romero. I feel pretty confident saying Caleb Romero is going to beat uh, him at right. this point. Yeah, exactly. That's but good, he's like five ranked maybe or something. But does Brown Soldano have a higher percentage chance of beating Aaron Brooks? I do subscribe to guys. the overall logic of having some weird curveball type of technique is better than just trying to beat someone straight up like like Aaron. But I don't know if Soldano's that guy, pal. You're not that guy, pal. <laughs> um, but he could be. He's. All I know is he is he is Never already he's, he's must watch TV. He's appointment viewing. You, you're not going to want to miss this guy. All right, let's. Speaking of, let's look at Rutgers' schedule. Um, shout out I'm to looking, Coach I'm Scott Cadell. Scott Cadell, 200 career wins. One of the most slept on coaches in NCAA wrestling, if you ask me. Boom, boom. He says boom, but also <laughs> if you know what Rutgers was and now what it is, it's just a viable. Right. Fun program. Yeah, we'll get the results. Uh, he so he beat White Volker. That's a good win. But he lost to Pickle, and then he he got ten zero by uh, Clayton Whiting. I don't know if this is that. This must be the June tournament. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that I put on the match. Yeah, this is UWW's. I actually don't even remember. I was there, but I don't remember this match. I okay, Clayton, so like everything. Here's the Rutgers schedule. Let's see. When's he gonna hit someone? Stanford, uh, CSU Bakersfield, Penn, Drexel, Princeton. Yeah, it might be a little bit. Uh, who does, then, who does then he goes to Midlands. for? Nobody? I don't know. So I don't yeah, know. Soldano bit. watch, you know, Midlands will be interesting. Man, it's really gonna be a little bit. He has he has Caleb Romero January fifteenth. He'll probably take oh, an L right. between now and then, probably. You would think possible. But he's fun he's gonna be yeah, fun to watch. Um, Definitely in the corner for this Whiting match. I knew I was, but I I, I don't remember this at all. <laughs> yeah, he's doing the same stuff he, he was doing in high school. Yeah, let's see. Clayton's got two pushouts so far. Oh, don't watch the match. <laughs> well, it's only a minute, so it won't take me very long. Okay. All right, double leg, holding him on his back. He, he, I, I can see Saldano's trying it. Oh, 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 he tried him, and then Clayton got. Oh, he, he tried his, his his little thing you're talking about, and. Uh, yeah. And uh, Clayton cut a trap arm. He loves it. Over. He loves it. Elsewhere uh, in the freshman world, it was a big weekend for freshmen. Uh, yeah. Richie Figs yeah. wrestled, yeah. and he beat Shaver and Miller of Penn. That's yes. two ranked wins. Uh, Courtney a little banked up right now, I think. Mm -hmm. So it's good to have options for the Sun Devils. Cardenas of Stanford oh. whooped up on Jake Keating. Oh, my. Beat him by the same amount as Shane Griffith did. Wow. Actually, more. I think Griffith only beat him by five. Was Griffith not had a few close matches. Uh, who did he? So he, I, I got the line on Griffith versus someone. I got I won the line on that, but then he also barely won in the semis. Mm. Griffith versus Hold McCoy. On. Griffith uh, McCoy. I so I got I won the line on that one. Yeah, but he almost covered. But he he only beat Roderick Mosley three two in the semis. Hmm. I know, yeah, right? And Peyton Robb beat Ed Scott eight to two. Oh, he just beat he, him down. He's that got was Peyton ugly. Robb title he, contender at one fifty seven. You're saying it? 
Yes, yeah. I think so. For at this sure. point, he looked great. I, I, like I said, I was almost, I was thinking about picking Rob like straight up, uh, just because I thought they were bad on the same level. I thought. What do you mean straight up? Or you mean Scott? Wait, no, no, that's straight up. We, you, we gave, we gave. Scott I know, but like I was saying, like I, I was thinking Scott could maybe pull off the upset. Just, oh, you, you could said just Rob. straight up gotcha. win. Or the. I'm sorry what I said, but I, I was yeah, thinking yeah. like Ed Scott, you know, he's younger than Peyton. Mm-hmm. We, we kind of know where Peyton's at exactly. I think Scott made yeah. a big jump from year one to year two. I think maybe he's making another jump year three and could get this match back that he lost at NCAAs last yeah. year. And uh, Rob shut that down. He did indeed. That's impressive. And then Peyton Hall for the Fighting Brackies gets the pinfall Hall against fall. Julian Ramirez. And as... <laughs> As after I made my pick and then on radio, I was like, started looking at Julian Ramirez. I was like, it's like, well, he kind of gets smashed sometimes a lot. And this was one of those times where he got smashed. Uh, Peyton Hall, very, very good. It's the pin. I was actually yeah. watching the Iowa State football game on Saturday. And, you know, they show like Big 12 just promotions or whatever. Peyton Hall was good in Samaritan. Good. Like, not I... even like wrestling action, just straight up him in a single. Like, and it said Peyton Hall, West Virginia. Heck yeah. Right there. That's all Kyle. <laughs> Kyle is in cahoots with ESPN. Uh, yeah, of course. He, he's He's been in the sports media landscape. <laughs> he knows what it takes. He's a big J. Uh, you know what I'm most mad about this weekend is that I could have uh, tied, or I would have probably be, I think I would have beaten Ben. No, we would have tied. If only Colton Schultz had wrestled Slava Kuski. No, Slava was no, looking no, nice. I was for sure more. winning that one. Slava for sure looking nice. One. He can look nice all he wants. Schultz, too big, too strong, focused, energized. He's going to win. Slav won the Journeyman Classic. He beat Heinzman, Treffen, the Nebraska heavyweight, and the Lehigh heavyweight. I love Slavikuski. Just <laughs> not a great matchup. Hey, I'm getting live texts on the show from Uncle Tony. Uncle Tony says, Let's go. PJ, PJ Duke does not wear his going to school, and Max Gallagher beats Mason Gibson. He did. Um, mm-hmm. I don't really know Max Gallagher all that much. I'll have to look him up. Shut up. Uncle Tony actually watched uh, the fights with his son Saturday night. Oh, Rich? Rich. Shout out to Rich. <laughs> um, yeah, shout out to Uncle Tony. Saw you sitting on uh, Matt's side for the, for the duels. Good job by uh, by young Tony. I don't know if they call him Tony Jr., little Tony. Little Tony. <laughs> nephew Tony. I guess he's not the nephew. He uh, went 4-0 on the weekend. He's a he's a beast. Good for him. Beat Lucas Ravano. That's a good win. Yep. Tony's good. Okay. Um, I don't know what happened or where we what we were talking about. Well, I said Slava Kuski. We are. So that's okay. Wrong. It's Monday. Big Slav. We had a lot of questions. You guys were fired up to ask. Um, oh, and the Iowa's duel. So, oh, we got to talk about Iowa State. We should talk about that because Coach Dresser. What? Um, we didn't talk about this. Yeah, he don't want to talk Uh-oh, about what it. happened? Because last week it's all, you know, you got to take the good with the bad here, Look, sir. I'm not even worried. Classic hangover match. You come out great. The the best dual debut basically of all time of beating all time. Wisconsin yeah. going into classic hangover match. Terrakina and Redding both lost to Cal Baptist. Oh, I uh, can see this. Yeah. Besides that, besides that, it was, you know, par for the course. They look good. I think it was basically a, not all bonus point wins. But did but Redding get caught wins. and pinned or was no. it like I didn't no. see the match? Hey, Leak Leak is tough. Leak's good. He Leak. wrestled I it took at, a third period takedown against okay. Teske, um for yeah. Teske to beat him. Uh, yeah, it was zero zero going into the second, and it was a very slow, methodical cradle. Methodical cradle. <laughs> yeah, it was nice. It's like uh, leg in cradle, just cross face, 
and then very, very methodical. Nice shot. He's good, obviously. Yeah. And, but Dresser afterwards is like, he he does this. Like he doesn't care. Um, about he's the best. Like, yeah, he's like, these guys let their weight balloon up, and they went, didn't take it seriously, and that's that's what you saw. And these guys are different. Hour way in versus, um, you know, six eight. He was like giving like they had eight hours to recover for yeah for Wisconsin, and this was one hour. And you saw you saw the results there of them. Letting their wake it out of control. Yep. Dresser's done Jeez. this in the past yeah, too. He, he said a like he said lifestyle thing. You gotta. This is an everyday thing. You can't just show up to Wisconsin meets. <laughs> you gotta show up every day. Yeah, and it just shows the level. Like if, that, just college wrestling is like if you take a shortcut, you can get exposed even by where you don't think it's probably possible. And he, he said this is like a good thing that's happening now. Get. Realize it now, get smacked in the face now versus yeah, when it really matters. Yeah, no doubt. So he, they lose. He basically, he called them stubborn too. He's like, I've been telling them. He's like, sometimes they just got to see it for themselves though. Yeah. Well, that could be eye-opening for sure. And then So then Iowa, so Cal, California Baptist takes on Iowa State and Iowa. Um, Teske, it was a tough match against League. You know, he was pretty good, and there were a couple of little scrambles and exchanges where... Leak had a cradle for a second, too, Leak, against Leak Teske. was nearly scoring. Uh, but ultimately, Teske able to get the win in his um, Iowa debut, where he looks to be the guy. He won the wrestle off. Shriver, I forgot, but JD reminded me, he actually still has his red shirt because they pulled his red yeah. shirt last year to wrestle Wild, right? Chris Cannon. So he could well, still and he got the, And he got the crony year, too. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, so he still got Weird. a, he still got a year, or he which it appears to use because he competed unattached at the Luther Open. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, Iowa, Iowa looks um, good against California Baptist. I'm trying to say California Baptist. They don't. They apparently don't like when you say Cal Baptist. So I'm going to try to say. What why? if you shorten both Cal Bap, Cal Bap, or California B as uh, C-Bap? Bray calls it. <laughs> California B. <laughs> That's California's just a lot of syllables. Why do we need to sell them syllables? I know. You know what? Cal Baptist. We can we can say what we want. Yeah. Um, People call me Big Tex. I don't, I don't stop them. <laughs> they, they do. They do. <laughs> Who has time to say JD? <laughs> exactly. All right. Uh, do we want to go to some questions here? Yeah, we can get we can some do questions. That. We got a couple. I mean, we'll um, make sure there's nothing else I really wanted to talk about. Well, we can get to it. Um Okay. Just, this is an important question. Just how many Mattins are there? There's no way to know for sure. I don't know. <laughs> that is a good question. Seems I don't know. Fun. We will be. We will be. We will have our grandchildren, and w- there will still be a Matten taking the mat at between one thirty-three and one sixty-five <laughs> for Michigan. It's just well, this is a big. This one's big. This must be a cousin or something. When in doubt, throw a Matten out there. They're gonna be solid. They're gonna scrap hard. <laughs> there are no pushovers that are Mattens. Um. So, yeah, we don't know Jack Rubelman. Uh, we'll try to find out, but I don't know if it's possible. Tyler, our guy Tyler might know how many Mattens there are, but because he was on the team. Not even he knows. There, yeah. there is no way to honestly, know for sure. Honestly, Tyler's the least likely person to Correct. know. Because <laughs> the, the amount of things he doesn't know is, is limitless. Okay. There are definitely um, Mattens that didn't overlap with him that he has no idea exists. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Michigan's kind of down this year. I mean, they really only yeah. have three guys. I think that could push for really high placings. Is that is that fair? Luan, Camamine, and Paris. I think that's a, a result yeah. of being so good uh, 
prior to this, yeah. uh, Team 100. And now look, their next two classes are massive. So I think yeah, I think that's just a byproduct of a little little valley here in that's between. That's why I kind of wonder why you don't redshirt Mason, but mm, mm-hmm. yeah, he's got. I mean, it he's already gonna have five years in college, so maybe he just doesn't want to do a sixth. Yeah, I don't blame him. Yeah, smoke him if you got him. There you go. <laughs> well said. <laughs> um, just meaning like don't uh, redshirt just because you can. Like if no. you're healthy and feel like you can win, yeah, go. Uh, and Medley Mike, took another L against uh, North Carolina. Yeah, Jane. bro. I mean, it looks like McHenry might be the guy there. Oh, it's, it's yeah. Medley's Shane's really gonna have to dig his it. heels in Shane, on this take. He's gonna get so dug in here. <laughs> uh, it's gonna be so funny. <laughs> All right, oh from God. Ike Trottier. First off, uh, first off, I seen Roadhouse is on Netflix. Have to think ha- FRL had something to do with it. Absolutely, we did. Um, but in your book, Ben, you said you wanted to stray away from the funky nickname. What did you want to go by? Uh, I just I, – I didn't have anything I wanted to go by. I just um, – I'm, I'm glad someone pushed me on that because it, it turned out fine. I just thought it was such a, a wrestling-specific reference that people wouldn't uh, understand it or they'd ask why you have that nickname, which, I mean, that, that did happen a whole bunch, right? Um, yeah, so that was it. I, I didn't have anything specific in mind. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But you have to have a nickname in MMA, I guess, right? You kind, what? Of, kind of do what's weird. What's Bo Nichols' nickname? I don't think he has one, actually. So not everyone does, uh, but it does seem that almost everyone does. It's really strange. Yeah, I think I was just trying to go with no nickname because I, I, I didn't think there was anything that fit, and I figured if there was something that did, I would pick it up, and, and that was it. Gotcha. I don't okay. think Bo Nichols has a nickname, though. I think you're right. Yeah. Speaking of Bo Nickel. The Allen of Sal? Oh, no. <laughs> Come on. Bro, how long did stop. he even live in Allen? Just stop. Oh, too funny. Yeah. I mean, I know he went to Allen, but, like, he's in Wyoming and, and uh, New Mexico. But anyway, yeah, maybe Allen of If you have to, I mean, if they make you have. If you Paul have Young's have. in the chat says, Bo was tweeting about possible nicknames. Hasn't settled on one yet. Okay, yeah, don't settle. Don't do Allen Assassin. Because one, Larry Holmes is the Eastern assassin. That's like, that's the assassin. He's from Eastern. So many that's... people use assassin in fighting. Oh, really? And you, you. Baby faced assassin, silent assassin. There's so many assassins. Stolen Valor. None, uh, none alliterated, though. None alliterated. There's yeah. got to be someone else that using alliterated. And as a wrestler. A- Asian assassin. <laughs> as a wrestler, you have to use alliteration. You, you have to use this. alliteration to even have a tournament. Correct. Um, Larry Steele says albino bow. I don't think that one's going to be it. Um, he hasn't settled. He hasn't settled on one though. Okay. Oh, I had a question. Oh, what are your updated opinions on Shane Van Ness and Facundo's chances at All American this year after that meet? Uh, Sam Cooper asked this question. He's a huge Penn State fan, by the way. Um, not no change. At this point, I mean, they did what they what I would have expected them to do against their opponents. Um, I, I think NS can definitely place this year. I think it's going to be tougher for Facundo, but he looked good. I mean, um, Chin so Van I found some alliteration nicknames. We got the African Assassin, that was Sokoto, uh, Sojoku. Alaskan Assassin, that was Sam Hoger. Oh, yeah. 
We got some good assassin alliteration. Yeah. So and my funny. opinion does not change of these guys. Uh, that was I need to see something more competitive. Yep. I'm high on Van Ness, though. I mean, he looked healthy and strong. Yes. He, he re- well, he, I'm more bullish on him right now at 49 than um, Facundo. Well, that's also because we have more data on Facundo. He wrestled a full redshirt year. Yeah. Took, I, but, took some losses. I'm, I'm not saying – I think he'll improve. You know, we saw him win, make the junior world team after that as well. But – there's so many question marks around Shane Venice because he didn't wrestle at yeah, Junior World mm-hmm. Team Trials because he only I wrestled agree. in two matches his redshirt year because he was such a high recruit coming out and now he's three and zero with bonus point wins but he hasn't wrestled anybody. Yeah, what would you set a line at for Henson versus Shane Venice right now with oh, the information ooh. with the data we have on Shane Venice? That's a great question because two years ago you would absolutely leaned Venice and probably even come like. Maybe a week ago, you probably would have leaned Van Ness. And 149 outside of Yanni is kind of falling apart, at least Wide early. Yeah. At least early. Gomez loses, Sasso loses, and you yeah. thought these were two guys that were like almost yeah. a tier above the next, above yeah. your your Mirans oh. and your Parcos and your Milners. And now it's like... Yeah, I mean, three years ago, I would have said... Uh... Three years ago, I would have said Van Ness was, you know, uh, I mean, the sky's the limit. And then he didn't really wrestle the last two years. So it's kind of made you, I don't want to say maybe forget about him a little bit or just kind of like not on top of mind. Because he, it, don't get me wrong, he broke something his senior year of high school. So he Fib- didn't wrestle Fib- really Fib- at all, right? Fibia, Fibia, Tibia. Yeah, so he didn't wrestle much. So we haven't seen him really wrestle for three years. So I think he just like kind of fell off a little bit. We don't think about him. Yeah, I, I would probably... You can't do it based on the data, but just my opinion is I think Van Ness is probably the favorite in that match. He'd probably be my, probably be my pick. That's crazy. That you'd pick him against a guy who just beat Sasso. And I, I'm not saying you're wrong yeah. because that's why I asked the question. It's a very much a discussion, but it's just crazy to say that. Yeah. I mean, I'd pick him to beat Brent Moore too, you know, like he beat Sasso. Yeah. Well, we don't know. We don't know. It'll be fun. This is this a is this a unique freshman group that we have, or is this just a new state well, of freshmen? But what? Yeah, wasn't no. But wasn't last year like there was barely any freshman All Americans at NCAs? Maybe yeah. Correct. I think it was. Yeah, it wasn't a lot. We should, we should go back and maybe we can go back and look and follow up. Quant division can pull that for Quant, tomorrow. Well, I think it, I think it was because so many. Because obviously anyone who was a freshman in the class of 2021 would have wrestled because there was no red shirts and no eligibility issues. And then, so then the following year, uh, because it was so tough, almost everyone did red shirt, you know? So you have that class of 2022 was almost nobody. So now it's 2021 or 2023. Yes. Oh, another thing. Hold on. Let me pull this up. What's up? Cover for me. I got to give a shot. Right, because I want to say Hamidi was one of the only... Yeah, one's sixth, right? And was it mean, mean a freshman, you know, in the weird Ooh. way? Uh, uh, Cam, no, he wrestled. Uh, oh, he placed, a, yeah, no, yeah, he I think it was Hamidi was the only one. Wow, yeah, Hamidi's the only one, which is that that's got to be insanely rare. I mean, yeah, to have only one freshman American, that yeah, it's crazy. In this class, doesn't feel Maybe I'm wrong. There's also weird things going on right now with 
guys that are wrestling for the first Whoa. time, like Shane Vaness, that have been in college for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. So they're not all like the same yeah. class. Yeah. Um, but the but other thing like you a, think about too, it's going to win like two or three, have multiple guys win several titles. Yeah. The other thing, guys, we got to think about is this is the first year ever in history where they're letting some of the people who are redshirting wrestle a few matches. Mm-hmm. Like there's some of these guys that they might wrestle a few matches now, but they might redshirt. We may not see them, whereas we never ever would have seen that before. So we would feel that, you know, but not see it. Yeah, but I mean, I think the guys we're talking about are the guys. Like at Swiderski's okay. going to be the guy. Henson's going to be the guy. Um, yeah. Sure. Like I guess I got to say, Abuzakis obviously be red, you know, he, and he didn't True. look good, but he'll be red shirting. Um, I guess Crook Henson, they're probably wrestling for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, who I else think... is uh, Saldano? Is because is, is, is Posnansky red shirting? So yeah, we'll I him. think that's the plan. Yeah, but it, well, it was still up in the air, and Saldano proved I think he, he's capable, him. right? So he'll be the guy. Barring injury, I think also. Um, the idea or like the opinion of red shirts is shifting a little bit to where I don't know how much of it is freshman guys guys are just better coming in. That's definitely a thing versus yeah, that's, that's a thing. coaches being like, Hey, or like the attitude as well is shifting where, Hey, you're, you're our best option. You're going to go like, I don't. Yeah. yeah. Like would we have seen uh Mendez at this point if it weren't for the rule? I mean, no, we wouldn't have seen Mendez or, or Jesse. I was thinking Buzakis. Yeah. Um, I think we probably would have seen him. I think they probably just yeah, said, you're the guy. Yeah. He, yeah. He, being a, like a top recruit like that, like a lot of times they, they would still go. But I, I think true freshmen are getting used more. And the idea of a guy basically has to redshirt is changing. Yeah. Um, because Henson was absolutely going from the jump. That was known. Yeah. Um, speaking of Henson, why, he, why he were and, they so set on that? Because they didn't have anyone else at that weight class? They have or no one, yeah. There's no one close. He's clearly the best guy. I think he might have been a guy like 15 years ago, even if he is their best option, he still sits here because they're thinking he's a guy that's going to be a four-time AA. He, for him and his development right now, it's best if he sits a year because he can go win yeah. a couple titles, but he needs this year. Whereas now, um, he he's just getting the start. Um. Hey, another freshman, Caliendo, out of North Dakota State. He beat Kale Carlson and Andrew Sparks at the uh, Bison Open, and he pinned Jagger Kahnemany in the Nebraska duel. Dang, he must be a bad boy. Yeah, he's pretty scrappy. Yeah, a lot of good freshmen actually, out there. Yeah, two of the freshmen, Mitty, maybe uh, when they were both they were both seniors in high school in Illinois. I think he's the one that knocked Committee out of UWW Juniors that year. Let's go to the videotape. Maybe. Don't, don't quote me on that one, but I think. That'd be a question for Illinois insider Keith Cothard. I don't know. Here's the match. Consolation. They definitely wrestled. Oh, they definitely wrestled. May of 2021. Let's see. I'm scrolling. While I'm scrolling. Uh, good Wait, why does it say Sean? It's it's Sean it. You cannot get this Can I make out? this point? <laughs> it's like the fourth time you interrupted me. Well, I'm sorry. Go. <laughs> I'm trying. Uh. Tip Anything else you want to say, Ben? <laughs> I'm just done. I'm just done. All right, all right. No, all right, for I'm, real, really, I'm, done. I'm really done. <laughs> I'm watching this match now. I'm just not even going to do it. Um, Caliendo, yeah, he won 7-6 against Hamity. Hamity. Crazy. I got I to gotta make that switch. Yeah, I'm trying to say it as much as I can, so I stop saying it the other way, which I'm not even going to pronounce incorrectly. <laughs> but two of the freshmen, Jackson Smith and Caleb Henson, 
both from the same high school in Georgia. Shout out to Georgia. Woodward. Whoa. Woodland, not Woodward. Everyone gets them confused. Woodland High School in Cartersville, Georgia. I can see why. Yes. Because <laughs> it's also – that's where, like, Singleton went. Yes. Um, so uh, shout out to those guys. Well, I was going to say Sean Harmon's in his fourth year of college, and you guys have him marked as a freshman from Missouri. I don't actually think he's a freshman. For, listen, and it, with, while we're probably <laughs> definitely wrong here, shame on any of us thinking uh, a fourth-year guy can't be a freshman anymore. That's very <laughs> ageist of you, Ben. Uh, um, well, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Uh, yeah, Ca- Caliendo is good, yo, says Keith Gothard. Uh, All right, next up. Let me pull these questions back up. Someone says, oh, someone gave a Monday headline after it happened. Monday headline, Hall sticks Ramirez in top 10 battle. Uh, is there something up with that Brandon Courtney? Crazy. Asked Dark Killer, um, 175. We, Courtney's just injured. I don't know what that means for um, Arizona State long term at this weight, but yeah, he's out. He's out the mix for a little bit. Um, I thought there were more questions. Hold on. I thought I saw a bunch of questions too. Yeah, in my in my mentions, but they, it didn't look like they made it to the to the other side here. Uh, where are you guys going to rank Soldano after uh, two bonus wins, James Dean? Well, for the record, uh, method of win does not come into play. Yes, in ranking, well, it's just win losses. No, but it should not. He will be yeah. should absolutely not factor in. Margin of victory should never. Factor into something like hey, that. Hey, I'm live. I'm live on set, so you guys need to watch Tongues this week. Because I'm live on set next week. We'll see. We'll see. I d- I've already given my strategy how I would beat you in an MMA fight in a field. <laughs> <laughs> run up. I'd wear really fast shoes. Just punch your arm and run away. Oh my gosh, you're so funny. I think I he'll probably uh, be like 17, 18, uh, right ahead of the highest guy he beat. Yeah, that's sounds about right. That's how you should probably do it. Um. Let's see. What other questions do we have here? Uh, the Whitlake moves up. Yeah, where's, where you could put Whitlake? He's a he could be he a little higher. Yeah, he beat Samuelson. He was twenty one. Yeah, now you can put him. Samuelson was thirteenth. Yeah, I just put him right in front of Tate. That'd be a good spot. Um, oh, from Dark Killer 175, IMO Facundo is around a 12-ish guy until he wrestles some of the top guys. My opinion won't change. 149 outside of Yanni is going to be fun. This young crop of 49-pounders, been very impressed. Van Ness, Henson, Johnson could all make some serious noise. Yeah. If 49 is crazy with these. It was kind of an interesting weight as is. And then these three freshmen, two of them were, I, I did not think that Pinero and, and Henson would have this kind of impact already. Uh, and yeah, then agreed. Van Ness, you're wondering, is he going to be healthy? So pretty, and pretty we, exciting. We're talking about how crazy this is, and we took out Ridge Lovett. Yeah. Ooh, Who yeah. won the Cowboy Open this week? Who won the Cowboy Open? Does Ben's experience dealing with adversity on the mat guide his approach to losses oh, in crypto speculation? I can't believe you're asking this question. It's Ben doubling down? This is one of, Ben, I didn't put this in the doc. <laughs> For you, Christian. Yeah, I need, I do, I need to buy some Bitcoin. F- FTX is not Bitcoin, uh, people. FT, this guy was. That's big. That's was, big. That's big. Big. He news. was a very terrible person. Uh, he did some very nasty things, and and people in the legacy media and uh, venture capitalists were backing the hell out of this dude. I mean, this is a guy who was on Fortune magazine twice. He was on stage with Bill Clinton and uh, you know people like that. 
and uh, oh my god, he couldn't have been a bigger scammer. Really? I don't. I don't oh know anything god. about it. Yeah. I just know. Uh, so I just know it fell he, off the he map. had he he created two companies, um, and they created this this Strong nonsense enough. token, which a lot of the tokens are nonsense, and uh, and then he lent the token to his other company, and then that company would use the token to take out loans, uh, like at the tune of a billion dollars, and uh, there was yeah, long story. And of course, those tokens are actually worth nothing. Therefore, you're, yeah, they were, they're crap. Yeah, I've, I yeah. feel like I've seen that movie somewhere else. Well, and then, uh, yeah, CZ Binance made a run on the token, which crashed it, and it yeah, led to it crashed fast. Oh, big explosion. Okay. Yes. Um, now, this week's pretty pretty wild because you got um, Iowa and Penn State both wrestling again. Um, a couple of big, And really, this is kind of like one long week because on Tuesday, we're like a week away from the All-Star Classic, J.D. Monday's going to be a we're crazy gonna, show because we're going to— the same yeah. week? Well, it's like kind of like one connected sort of thing. <laughs> Monday's going to be crazy because we're going to have weekend recap plus preview show. Yeah, it's going to be. We're going to have to kind of. And Ben's going to be here, so we're going to probably nope. fight. I will not be here. Oh, I'll be traveling back well, from New York. I may right. be able to tune in at the beginning, but I think I'll probably aren't, won't be able to do the full show. Aren't we moving the show to Monday, Tuesday next week? Because yes. Uh, I fly Wednesday morning, so I thought we're going Monday, Tuesday, and then like Tuesday night or something. That's the plan. Tuesday okay. night, post game show, post game show, post tool show. Me, JD, Ben, maybe other people. Gonna be fun. You should. Uh, we oh, we want to get like Keegan or something on the on the show with you. Um, one of the days when he's here, well, he might be busy getting ready for the match. <laughs> Who knows? Put him in headlock, or maybe I'll take a disc golfing. There we go. The. Uh, you know, have you ever played at Roy G. Guerrero? They had like the national championship. Roy G. There. Guerrero. Oh, okay. There's, there's, there's some really good courses in uh, Austin. That yeah, was when, a lot of dirty hippies in this about, town. Of course Keegan, there are. Keegan in seventh grade. That was when it clicked for me how how sharp this dude was. And um, when he started I, banging I, chains. We had a, <laughs> we, well, we had a, a year end pig roast. Uh, we'll say like in June or July or something for AWA. And I, I brought a bunch of old used discs, and I kind of said, hey, you know, any of the kids who it was it was at a disc golf, there was a disc golf course at the park where we had the pig roast, and everyone nice. went and played. And I said, hey, here's a bunch of old discs. Any kids who like it can take some discs, and, and you can go throw, you know, mm-hmm. or go play. And uh, and then they were, I said they could keep them if they wanted to. And then like a month later, Funky Fresh came up. Um, there's not a disc golf course where we were hosting it, but there were some open fields, you know. And I walk outside from lunch, and I saw Keegan throw a disc, and I'm like, "Wait, what in the hell?" Did-? He freaking bombed it, and I'm like, really? "Wait, what? What the freak just happened there? Like, what? Like, like it wasn't like it wasn't lucky. Like he freaking snapped one off, and it went a long ways." And I'm like, "What in the hell? I swear, he had never disc golf before. I gave these kids these discs. You know, it was a handful of them." And I, I'm like, and I went up to him like, "Where'd you go not throw like that?" And he goes, <laughs> "He's like, well, I started watching YouTube videos after he gave me those discs." And this dude just watched a whole bunch of YouTube videos and freaking figured out how to throw. I'm like, oh my god! Like he, like it's only been like a month, a month and a half, and this dude can freaking bomb. That's it was ridiculous. I know, right? These kids, they they know how to use YouTube and learn yeah. stuff. Caleb completely taught himself how to solve like every Rubik's cube there is just off YouTube videos. <laughs> it's pretty crazy. Jeez. Uh, um, so he was in seventh grade. How long have you been coaching? I... How long was he with you? So, oh, like 2011. Really? He wasn't like, well, oh, no, I'm sorry, not, not 11, 12, because we opened in 11, and he wasn't there in the very beginning, but it was like the year after we opened. So, probably oh, wow. 12. 
Okay. He would probably know more more specifically than me. I think it was 2012, though. Yeah. Is that when he so, stuck out to you, or did you know he was he good then? He was good because the one the one of the other kids that was very the one of the first kids to come with us lost to him in a few like state final type matches, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and he came in, but he was like, like he was always good, good, and I thought he was going to be good, but you know. And I said this in a post the other day. It's like, uh, you know, like you think he's going to be good, but what is what does good actually mean? Is it means he's going to win a few state titles and go be a division wrestler because on the spectrum of wrestling, like that's that's really good, you know. Um, I mean, the divisional wrestler is the top 1%. And it's like, you can never predict he's going to be an undefeated NSA champ as a freshman. That's preposterous for someone right. to say that they can predict that. Um, so I thought it was going to be good. And then, no, but yeah, I mean, like, it didn't really click for him on the national level till what was it? His soft, after his sophomore yeah. of high school. That, that's when it kind of, everything clicked in place for him. Yep. Yep. Okay. Um, Ben, is your audiobook available? Uh, someone said it wasn't. I actually thought it was November 14th was when they told me that uh, uh, it was going to come out. Remember when you didn't send it to me? No, so I John in the chat, just keep week, refreshing. Bro. I did. Do you have any sort of tracking information? Just read me. No, read I don't me keep the, 20... the tracking information. I throw that away. Come on. Well, then we'll never know. I'm sure. No, I, I said it like last. Yeah, it should be at your house soon. I think. All right, well, check it out. Please buy Ben's book. I go. feel like you haven't really uh, taken advantage of this audience. You, be, you, know, you made the meet it's the so rounds. Much fun. You made the yeah, rounds. I mean, I, I tell you guys, there's barely any uh, show. Uh, there's very early. There's barely any wrestling autobiography books out there. Uh, and while my whole book is not about wrestling, I, I think it's four. Four of the chapters are. Um, there's a lot of wrestling references. There'll be a bunch of people you guys recognize as, you know, coaches now, or I know Egum said, uh, Egum said, uh, his guys brought it in cause I beat Egum in the 2004 trials. He was like, I was going to buy the book. And then you talked about beating me. I'm not <laughs> buying it anymore. Egum's <laughs> funny guy. Uh, we and then Pellington, obviously his guys were, uh, you know, he, he beat me, unfortunately, probably too many times. Uh, so he said his guys were pumped to read it. Yeah. Chris, yeah. Chris wants a royalty on it. It's like <laughs> he might get one as many times as he beat me. Yeah. Well, cool. Uh, well, hey, fun show. Great weekend of wrestling. JD, you got anything else before we go? No. See y'all Wednesday. The funky music is playing. The funky outro, as we call it, we starting go. today. Ben, thank you so much. Everyone, buy Ben's right. book for crying out loud. Yes, sir. JD's autobiography is forthcoming. That's right. In the works. All right, thanks, guys. See you Wednesday with Shane. Goodbye. Dennis?